Welcome to the All in a Homeschool Day podcast. If you're like most of my listeners, you too wear many hats and you have a lot of demands on your time. It's difficult to juggle it all as a homeschool mom, and it's easy to be overwhelmed by everything you need to do. This show is not about finding the right curriculum or doing all the right things. It is about helping you focus on the best for your homeschool and your family. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the All in the Homeschool Day podcast. Today we're talking about how you can socialize when you can't go anywhere. Now, there are times like right now when everything is shut down and it's difficult for us to uh, engage in our normal activities. And so we have to get creative. But there have also been many times in our life, in my life, where I have had to do something similar, but for shorter periods of time. Uh, We've had times where we've had to stay home because we had a a preemie and we needed to not uh, get out and about where we were exposed to germs. There have been times when the weather has been so cold and nasty that we didn't want to leave and go anywhere. And other times that we just had you know, a cold after that ran this course through the house and we couldn't get out. So these are tips that are helpful all of the time, but especially right now as we are trying to stay connected with our friends and family. So before we get started, let's act, let's just define what socialization is. It is being able to interact with a variety of people in a variety of settings and follow appropriate social norms. So when we look at it from that perspective, it really opens up the options we have available to socialize. So let's look at three different things that you can do to socialize when you can't go anywhere. First, have conversations. And start by having conversations within your family. Make sure that your children are investing in their relationships with each other. They may not realize it right now how incredibly valuable that is, but as they grow and mature, they will come to appreciate the focus that you have placed on them developing their relationships. When my children were younger, I reminded them that God put them together in this family for a specific purpose. They need each other and they need to be each other's best friends. They will always have each other. Even when other friends come and go, they will be close to each other while they're living in our home. And after that, they're still going to be sisters. So they need to be their best, each other's best friends. And so sometimes... I've had to remind them, if you can't be a friend to your sister, I can't trust you to be a friend to others. So when you can't get out and about and see your normal friends, it's an excellent time to focus on investing in relationships within your family. You might encourage them to find creative ways to spend time together. You might do the same thing as a whole family. You could play games. 
You could read books. We invested in a pickleball set. It was not very expensive and just had it shipped to us from Academy Sports. And we've been playing that as a family. Anything that you can do to create that shared experience. You could play, create an obstacle course, play fetch. I mean, play, (laughs) we have a new dog. And so I'm thinking of the dog, play catch, play soccer, um, anything that can allow you to spend time together. You might also encourage them to leave secret messages for each other. Around Valentine's Day, I left sticky notes on their mirror, their bathroom mirror, telling each one how much I loved each of them and what I thought was so special about them. And then later, one of my daughters had added to those sticky notes because one of them I'd said, um, and I love you and God does too. And so my daughter added, and I do too. So they were investing in each other because we've taken time to Um, focus on those relationships. So have conversations with each other at the dinner table, um, as you're going about your daily activities. Do lots of things to focus on those conversations. And then when possible, have conversations with others outside of your family. Some ways that you could engage in conversations with others outside of your family are to write letters. Maybe start writing to a pen pal, to a cousin, to a grandparent, uh, to a friend who lives in another state, to a friend who lives in the same town as you but you can't get together with right now. Help your child draw cards, send a postcard, send letters. You could have them... Call someone and practice phone etiquette. That is something that we have really lost with um, cell phones. I remember growing up having to learn how to answer the phone and how to take a message. And now that we have cell phones, we don't seem to do that anymore. And so I've had to find ways to make sure that my children know how to actually talk on the phone, how to answer the phone, how to leave a message. So that would be a, this would be a great time to work on that. You could also have a video call with family or friends, with older adults from your church perhaps. You can do FaceTime, WhatsApp, Zoom, Chime, Facebook or Instagram rooms, Google Hangouts. There are so many options available to us. Uh, One thing that we have done is we hosted a virtual game party. So we did this once with our cousins and... uh, Graham. And another time we did it with our Sunday school class. We did a bingo party and I'll have a link to the app that we use to generate the number as well as the game cards. That was a huge, huge hit with both age groups. So we had a seven, had everything from a seven-year-old to 70-year-olds, and we were having a blast. Other possible options include Battleship, Guess Who, 20 Questions, Yahtzee. There are other games you could use also, but those are just some suggestions to kind of get you thinking about it. When they are hosting these virtual game parties, it's an opportunity for them to be serving others as well as connecting with people of all ages. 
Now, another aspect of socialization that we talked about in that definition was being able to follow appropriate social customs and social norms. So during this time might be a good opportunity for you to work on some of those customs, some of those social norms. You could uh, enlist the help of a grandparent or some friends and practice that phone etiquette. You could practice letter writing, maybe um, invest in some sealing wax and some actual stationery or a nice uh, fountain pen. You can actually get them fairly inexpensively. The Lame, L-A-M-Y, Safari pens from Goulet Pens are about $30. And whenever I purchased some stationery, a nice pen, and some sealing wax for my daughters, their interest in sending letters went up. So that might be a good way to revive that old custom that we have seemingly lost in our digital age. Another thing you could work on with social customs is just how to sit quietly through a service. Now, my girls are older. They're um, one's a preteen, the other's a teen. And so they are capable of sitting through a service quietly. But I've noticed as the months have gone by, with our um, online church services, I've had to remind them how we sit quietly through a service. It might only be the four of us listening to the service at home, but if they're talking or constantly getting up and doing other things, it's distracting to me and I can't focus. It's a different environment that we're in right now, but we still need to be practicing the skills so that when we go back, into our in-person services, we're able to just um, go right back in. And so you might have a younger child who's just learning those skills, and this would be a good time to just have them sit quietly and color or do something quietly that they enjoy for five or 10 minutes, and then increase that amount of time. And so use this time to build their uh, ability to sit quietly during the service. You might also teach them how to participate on a video call. This is going to become much more important and common as uh, as our years go on. Already, the number of video calls that I participate in on a monthly basis had gone up even before we were uh, shut down and everything went digital. I think over the coming year, we're going to see a lot more children participating in video calls. And then even into the future, I think some groups are going to continue this because it's an easy way um, to get a large group together. So teach them what to wear, how to act how to mute themselves when they're not speaking, basically just how to behave on a video call so that it's respectful to the host and to those who are attending. And finally, the, you just use this time to, fo- to work on the skill of listening. Help them learn to listen more than they speak. This applies to all platforms, whether we are in person on a phone call, or on a video call, we need to listen more than we speak. We also need to learn how to be the first one to reach out because some of our friends or family or church members may be struggling through this time and they're afraid to to reach out. So be the first to send them a letter. 
or call them or invite them to a virtual game party. Find a way to connect with those you love during this time. I hope this has been helpful for you and that you have found some new ways to socialize when you can't go anywhere or been or have been reminded of some ways that you could revive. I encourage you to leave a review and a rating for this podcast on iTunes and help other homeschool families find the All in a Homeschool Day podcast. If you implement one of these suggestions, I would love it if you would post a picture on social media and tag me. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Triumphant Learning. And I would love to reshare that and provide encouragement and inspiration for other families. I look forward to talking to you next week on the podcast when we're going to talk about 10 creative ways that you can use virtual meetings in your homeschool. Until then, have a triumphant day.